Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, Erin Pasquarelli here, and we are so excited to bring you the new podcast, Game Changers. Game Changers is all about highlighting athletes and people in the sports industry world who have transcended their jobs or their careers and become legends, if you will, in their own right. Uh, we're going to talk to entrepreneurs, agents, CEOs, superstar Hall of Fame athletes, and of course, we wanted to kick off our first episode with the president of LA's XFL team, Wildcats, Heather Carrots. I have a feeling you're going to find this really interesting. Take a listen. Did you know that inflammation is the underlying factor in 90 to 95% of chronic diseases? So whether it's Alzheimer's, diabetes, depression, brain fog, obesity, autoimmune disease, or even cancer. And by the way, I have a lot of chronic illness in my family. So if you suffer from brain fog, depression, acne like myself, or even more serious diseases, your microbiome could be out of balance. Getting your microbiome tested is easier than ever and finding out what foods cause you inflammation is the first step to fixing those symptoms. I found out coffee, bell peppers, tomatoes are my avoid foods while banana, avocado, and artichoke are some of my superfoods. Order your test today at viome.com slash Coscarelli and let me know what you find out. First of all, thank you so much, Heather, for joining us. I know you are super busy with the launch in five months, so we're really grateful for your time. And like I was saying, I think a lot of people are really interested in what the XFL is going to look like, um, and there's a lot of hunger for more football. So we're really excited to have you and pick your brain as the president of the XFL in Los Angeles here. And I was a fan of when it launched in 2001. I just remember it was like, it was so crazy, and there were wild end zone dances and crazy interviews and the music. It was just an entertaining show. Um, what would you say you remember from 2001 when the XFL launched? Like, what was one of the things that stood out to you when the initial season launched? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. It's so fun to be with you and be able to chat about the LA Wildcats and what we're doing because we are five months away. It is going to be here before you know it. So get ready. I know. Um, but I, you know, I've always followed what, you know, what has been happening in football um, over my entire life. Yeah. I was born a Giants fan, oh, a New York Giants fan. My dad, just from birth, said, you have to be a New York oh, Giants really? fan, and I bleed blue. Um, but to be able to work in sports and be able to see what that does for a community is so exciting, and that's why I love it so much. Mm -hmm. When I think back to the original XFL, it was fun. Yeah, it, was it was fun. It was yeah. really, really fun. And that's what we want to do here. It's more football and fun for this community. It seems almost too like you guys were doing things that the NFL didn't really want to do, right? Like you were making these players personalities. You, were, you wanted to make them a brand, right? Yeah, I mean, the XFL from 20 years ago is different than what we're doing today. Today is really about making the core football product 
really awesome and something that everybody can is familiar with. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't want to stray too far away from the football that everybody knows and loves. Sure. So that's been really at the heart of the genesis of XFL 2.0. And then from the fan side of it, we want to put our fans first. Mm -hmm. And we want to give them access to behind the scenes of what's happening with the building of a franchise and a league and also what's happening on the field. And then most importantly, it's about making this affordable. Mm -hmm. We want everyone in this market to really enjoy a football game day experience. And they're going to be able to do that with us. And, and how many, if, if I wanted to go to a game, like what would you say, how many people could I bring and how much would it normally cost me? Because going to a sporting event in Los Angeles, I don't know if you know this, Heather, it is expensive. <laughs> it's really expensive. <laughs> um, and this market is cluttered. I mean, totally. there's so much to do in LA. Forget even just all the sports teams yeah. that are here. We've got the beach. Yeah. We've got the movies. You have Hollywood, right? Yeah. We've got the sunshine. I'm fighting with the sun. How do I break through the sun to get people to come out? And I think affordability is a huge reason why the LA Wildcats are going to be successful here. Mm -hmm. We haven't announced all our pricing yet. It's coming Good. really soon in the next couple of weeks. But a family of four is going to be able to come to a game for $100. That's insane, really? Yeah. Okay. And and that includes I mean, hot dogs and fries, well, maybe? Well, you know, there's still some food and beverage and parking that, you But know. that's impressive. That's something yeah. that you guys, why is that something that's important to you guys? Because this really should be for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, we want everyone to be exposed to the LA Wildcats. When, when we think about all the teams in LA, everyone has such fan affinity for their teams. We want to be everybody's team. Uh -huh. Right? I mean, yeah. we're going to be football in the spring, and that's an opportunity for all these fans to unify together and come support the Wildcats as one. You know, it's funny, too, because you say we're going to be a big thing in the spring, and you saw what happened with the AAF. I mean, obviously, there were some internal issues that happened, but what, what did you learn in terms of people and their hunger for football, not just during the NFL season? They want football during the spring. Yeah, were, I mean, were you guys surprised by that? I mean, I think we were fortunate to take some extra time to make sure that the due diligence and foundation that we were building for the XFL 2.0 was solid. Mm -hmm. And that extra time has been really valuable. And one of the things that came out of that was being able to watch the AAF in their journey. Obviously, there are things that went well and things that didn't sure. go so well. But I think everyone has walked away with the feeling like the demand for football is there. Yeah, and for sure. there, there's. 40 million avid football fans out there that are really looking for more football. So once the NFL and college seasons ends, there's no withdrawal. Totally. <laughs> you don't have that moment where you're like, what do I do this weekend? Mm -hmm. You're gonna come to XFL Wildcats games. And you know, what was interesting, and I, I'm sure you're so tired of people going, so what's gonna be different? Like on a scale of one to 10, how sick of that question? Like this was 19 years ago, guys, let it go. <laughs> XFL is, a new franchise or a new uh, entity. But you know, one of the things you do have to compare because yeah. it's just, it's, it is what it is. You, you know, is this considered a, a relaunch by the way? No, this it's is not. A, it's a new product. It's a yeah. new product. Okay. New product. Well, back in 2001, the talent was different. I mean, now in today's game, you have 700 D1 college players who aren't getting drafted in the NFL. Yeah. The, the talent pool for which you can source your team from is high level. And you saw that even in the AAF. You saw oh. great players. You saw great talent. Is that something that you guys are excited about? Yeah. I mean, I, the, we knew going into this that the talent was there. Right. I mean, when you see all the cuts that were made from NFL rosters just a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. that's incredible talent. There's and not a big difference between guy number 53 and guy number 54. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's really important that there's another platform for these guys to play football. 
that ha it hasn't existed before. Mm. And we're out of a job, right? And right. now there's this opportunity for everybody to experience a great skill set. I mean, I think you can see with MLS too, it's an interesting comparison. That's not the best, most elite soccer league in the world, but it's a really compelling product and game day experience. And we can do the same thing with the XFL. And you talk about game day experience. Going to a soccer game is incredibly exciting. It's yeah. a raw, exciting element. And you see people want to get out of their house, away from their phones, and they want to experience a, ga a world of gathering, this, this, this excitement on the field in some form. <laughs> totally. Right? I mean, my favorite sort of vision and sensation about being at a, at a sporting match is when there's a great play and you turn to that stranger next to you and you're high-fiving totally. away. Yeah, right. And I mean, that doesn't happen on the street. Right on the street, we're very closed off. We're in our world. No one we don't makes want to eye talk contact. To exactly. We really just stay within ourselves. Mm -hmm. When you open yourselves up to a sports experience, all of a sudden you're opening up your world, right? You're opening up your community. Yeah. And all those emotions, there's very few other outlets that can generate that. And with this platform, we can bring that to everyone's lives. I think that's why people love sports so much, too, is because it, it, it's a sense of an allegiance, right? Mm -hmm. So I went to USC. Yeah. The second, and I got into both USC yeah. and UCLA. And the decision to, I grew up actually, oddly enough, like a big Bruin fan. Okay. I wanted to play basketball there. And I'm 5'3", <laughs> so I know that that's very wild thoughts. But the second I stepped on the campus of USC, mm -hmm. I became like the biggest UCLA. I was like, oh my gosh, there those people over in Westwood <laughs> right. have no idea. And it's amazing what the sense of allegiance actually feels like. Like you talk about the community and you know to be able to bring people together, especially now where we're kind of consumed mm -hmm. by our tablets and our phones is an amazing yeah. experience that I think you want young people to, to feel now. Yeah, for sure. And I went to UCLA Law, so oh. go Bruins. Well, sorry. Okay, let's just end the interview here. Well, you know what? Speaking of you, because you have a really fascinating background. You've worked for a number of leagues, the NFL, mm -hmm. the NHL, mm -hmm. uh, MLS, mm -hmm. and now the XFL. So what made you interested to leave everything behind and take on what could, you know, could be, a, in many ways, a challenging career, especially yeah. with twins, <laughs> uh, three-and-a-half-year-old twins, which I just learned is amazing. Um, what made you decide you wanted to work with the XFL? I love working in sports, but what I love more about sports are these startup entrepreneurial ventures. Um, I had the opportunity to do that with Relativity Sports when we created an agency and production, sports production entity. And then with LAFC, building Bank of California Stadium and the LAFC franchise, and now with the XFL. And there's something about having that blank sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. This is a unique moment in time where not only is a team being created, but the league is being created. So all that infrastructure from a league team perspective is a work in progress. Mm -hmm. And to be at the forefront of that and to have a perspective and then also to make sure that we build a platform where our fans can have a voice in that, I mean, that's really special. And to be a part of that and build an incredible team of people yeah. for the LA Wildcats organization, our coaching staff with head coach Winston Moss and Norm Chow and Pepper Johnson, and then all the staff we've built on the fan engagement side, I get to work with great, great people. Mm -hmm. And we're all aligned on this vision of let's build this together. So tell me what that's like, because like I want to know, going to work every day, mm -hmm. I bet it is incredibly exciting, it is exhilarating, but maybe is there a sense of pressure? Because you're kind of right. You're creating this, this entity that people will ultimately 
fall in love with or become fascinated by, you know, what is it like in the building five months out from creating the, you know, <laughs> the second coming of the XFL? Sure, there's pressure. And I'm a type A person. Where there's a lot of pressure, um, but it has to be fun. Right, we work in this business because we want to have fun. Mm -hmm. We want to enjoy the game, and more importantly, we want to make use those tools to help impact the community. So, if we're not feeling that on an everyday basis, we're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And I encourage all of our staff members. We all have to serve as ambassadors in the community. So everyone gets assigned to different events every month, mm -hmm. week, depending on where we're at, because it's really important that everybody gets out of the office, gets away from their computers, mm -hmm. and interacts with their fans. Because that one-on-one -on -one connection where you're hearing what the fans really want and what they're excited about, it's really what drives us every day to do what we're doing. Yeah. You know, do you feel like it's an exciting time to be in sports? Because think about it now. We're more connected and engaged than we've ever been before. Your ability to have distribution deals with different various streaming networks is higher than it's ever been before. And then last but certainly not least, you can't deny that wagering on games and being interactive you know, with the live ability to stay engaged till the end of the game, even if it's a blowout, you're still somewhat invested because you know, you're wagering. Do you feel like it is a really exciting time to be in sports now than it ever was uh, before? It's amazing to me how sports always continues to evolve. Yeah. Right? I mean, I feel like 10 years ago, someone would have been like, isn't it so amazing to be in sports? It's changing all the time. <laughs> and it ties back to those emotions that people have right. when they yeah. watch sports. Yeah. The sports betting component of that is just going to create another level of emotion mm -hmm. for fans who are into that and who are watching the game. From a business side, of course. I mean, right. it's just a whole other avenue for us to explore and ways to engage with our fans. So can you elaborate at all? At on maybe how XFL might be utilizing the ability to wager on games. Like, what are some of the things that you guys are um, going to roll out that we can expect in terms of sports gambling? Yeah, no breaking news just yet. Okay. I promise you, though, that we're working on it. And okay. It's a huge part of our strategy. I think it should be. Yeah. I mean, you should take advantage of it, especially with a young fan that is interested in mm -hmm. staying connected and you want to engage with young people and. You know, I think the ability to do that with you guys uh, is, is, is important. What would you say, though, with starting this um, 19 years later, mm -hmm. and I know it's hard to, you don't want to do a comparison, but what would you say is some of the biggest challenges? Because, like you said, you're coming in, you're starting sort of fresh. You want to create a good culture. Mm -hmm. I went back and I talked to the people in your headquarter, <laughs> and they are fantastic bunch of people. Yeah. You know, what what would you say though is probably some of the challenges that you guys face internally? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest challenge right now is we feel really confident in what we're doing. I believe in the XFL, I believe in the LA Wildcats and what we stand for. Mm -hmm. But the challenge is people don't really know we exist yet. Mm -hmm. We just launched our team names and logos a couple weeks ago. Our tickets are going to go on sale in a few weeks, so get ready. Okay. I hope you put your deposit down. There you go. <laughs> when can we expect them? You said in August. In They're going to go. Uh, yeah. So you can put your deposit down now. Um, oh, go to XFL.com okay. and LA Wildcats. You can put down your deposit and follow us on our handles at XFL Wildcats. 
Um, that way you can get all the information because we'll go live in a couple weeks with ticket sales. Um, but I think it's really about telling the story because mm -hmm. as we sit here and I tell you about what we're doing, I can see it in your face. You're excited, right? You know that this is going to work in this community and that it's resonating. And as soon as we tell that story, I get the same feedback from partners, fans, media, whomever we're speaking with. And the more we can get our story out there, the more I know that this is going to work. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, our season is in five months and we have a 10 week regular season with five home games. So the other challenge with that is, you know, LA is a little late to the party sometimes, right? We show up late to parties, we show up late to sporting events. You cannot be late for the LA Wildcats season because you'll miss it. Mm -hmm. It'll be over right. so quickly. So everyone needs to be there at our home opener. Uh, you know, we're, we start the weekend after Super Bowl, so get your tickets and be at our home opener. And that, for people that don't know, that was the same structure in 2001. It was a 10-week season and it was eight teams, right? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely things that we've pulled from the original mm -hmm. XFL, mm -hmm. but the idea is to make sure that we're speaking to this generation, sure. right? This is 20 years later. It's a different time. And we really are putting our fans first. One of the lasting impacts, um, and that's you just made me think of this because you cannot deny that XFL is incredibly innovative, mm -hmm. right? You still use the product that they had from 19 years ago. You see it on national TV. Mm -hmm. I'm talking sky cams, players being mic'd up. That was you guys innovating uh, the game, coming up with new things, um, in-game interviews. I know we don't want to break news on the podcast, <laughs> although I would love for you to. Um, what are some things that maybe we might see that are innovative in the world of XFL 2020? Yeah, sure. And I promise I will come back and we'll talk about all this stuff when I can. But okay. one but, little tidbit I can give you now okay. is it really ties back to access. So the players that are going to be on our teams, we want to make sure that you learn about them and you get to connect with them. And so from a content perspective, mm -hmm. we are really engaged right now in making sure that their stories can be told. You know, and that was one of the things that was really interesting about, you know, I keep going back to 2001, but there's no other comparison because it seemed to all of the fans that... Vince McMahon really wanted to separate himself from any other sports league and he made sure that these players were a brand in a way like you didn't and again I, I don't mean to compare it to the NFL but it's almost kind of what the NFL didn't really want to do you wanted to hype things up you wanted to celebrate in the end zone things that again you know the NFL had for many years not wanted to be a big part you know you can't deny that the XFL cares about branding and is kind of genius about it at least based on what we saw in 2001 we've got great people on our team yeah. whether it's in the league headquarter office in Connecticut or across all of the eight markets and I mean what about our head coach head coach Winston Moss yeah I mean unbelievable personality and so competitive and fierce when it comes to football that's another example of how our brand is going to stand out in this market mm -hmm. one thing I did read and I don't know can you confirm there won't be cheerleaders no cheerleaders what did you think when you heard that? Were you like, okay, this is a good idea? Or did you think, oh, I'm a big Giants fan, grew up with my dad, you're taking away an element of the game that maybe people were used to? I think it's important to remember when you're starting a business that we want to be innovative, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we're trying to be that speedboat that is going to take all the right turns. But some of those turns will be good uh -huh. and some won't be so good. Mm -hmm. And what's important is to remember to innovate, mm -hmm. right? And some of the decisions we make, you know, we may have to decide let's reverse course and go that way. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to make us nimble as an organization to be successful. And maybe too, I think you had hit it before, you had said, 
you kind of want to make it about football. Yeah. Keep away the gimmicks and the eccentrics and make it about the game. Is that something that is a huge uh, investment for you guys? Yeah, I mean, this is really about incredible football and a great game day experience and fun, right? Less stall and more ball, as Commissioner <laughs> Luck says. Um, but the football part of this is really a platform to do so much more in the community and with our fans. And that's what's also really exciting is what else can we build? Because I want fans that are going to be with the LA Wildcats and LA Wildcats fans for generations, mm -hmm. right? So that means being invested in our team and our brand and building this together. And so that piece of it and how we can engage our fans to make sure that this is an experience that they're going to love and enjoy and come back to every week is a huge piece of what's going to make us successful. And Heather, that's why I'm in this business because yeah. I love hearing the stories of right. people who have faced adversity, good or bad, connecting with an athlete who's enormously way more talented than I am, but maybe his upbringing was similar. Or yeah. there's some connection that I can relate to a hero off the field who you know, had similar adversity. Like to, isn't that what it's all about anyways? I feel like we want to find a way to connect to yes. somebody. Yes, you'll, you'll see this theme in the content that we're building. It's about second chances and redemption. And we want to give a platform for these players to have an opportunity to you know, make their mark, mm -hmm. whether that means propelling themselves to the NFL or something else. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a platform for them to show us what they're made of, right? When you had heard that, and you talk about mm -hmm. like players and you're investing in the players, what did you think when you had heard that they aren't uh, banning cannabis? Like that was interesting to me. Just ties back to us trying to be innovative, you uh -huh. know, and we've got to figure out, you know, a lot of those issues and, and components of what we want our league to stand for. But the idea is always to reimagine and reinvent. And with every sort of question and issue that we have to address as a league, we're always looking at it from a different angle and not just falling back into the preconceived norms. And you have a law background. Did you yeah. even think like cannabis was a performing enhancing <laughs> drug, anyways? I mean, I mean, in LA, it's so common now everywhere. I mean, it's just normal course in Los right. Angeles. Right. <laughs> um, a couple of things, though. I, I, I just find that absolutely fascinating that you guys are really um, continuing to innovate the game and um, change things up from what you've seen in the past. And speaking of the past, right? Yeah. I want to pick your brain about what you think went wrong with the AAF because I know. We've talked about the alliance and you've said you've learned some things from the experience and one of the things that we saw was there is an appetite for more football. Um, where do you think AAF kind of got it wrong? You know, I, I don't have like too much familiarity with their business model, okay. but my understanding is it really was a different product than what we're building. How so? Right? I mean, they went to smaller markets, we're mm -hmm. in larger markets, and they focused on different things than mm -hmm. we are. And I really just think what's so important about the AAF journey is, A, it's hard to do this, right? And you've got to make sure that you really have great talent around us and the right partners, which we have. Um, and then make sure that you're speaking to the right audience. And the AAF did a great job of finding those football fans out there and showing that there are fans out there that not only want this, they need it. Mm -hmm. They need it. Yeah. And we're going to do the same thing. And I think you're right. I mean, you make the point of finding the right partners who have the same vision is sort of maybe what happened with the AAF where there was some uh, differing internal choices that maybe had made a difference in how they wanted the league to be structured. 
uh, ultimately bankrupting the league and they didn't get to finish, which you just, you, you, you feel heartbreak and sadness for these players who you had invested in um, and fallen in love with. And then to see that um, you know it didn't come to fruition is disappointing, but certainly exciting that there is that appetite. Um, a thing that I find to be absolutely fascinating is all of the interesting rule changes. And mm. let me, as I'm sure you already know, but for those <laughs> tuning in, um, there will be no fair catch. The extra point kick will be replaced with a scrimmage play, varying in point value depending on how far the touchdown scoring team chooses to take the snap from the goal line. I mean, like, this is insane. Overtime will be a multiple round shootout of one point conversions, okay? And then, most interestingly, interestingly and we've seen this where there has been some stalls with the last couple of weeks of the NFL season, you guys are gonna have your play clock go to 25 seconds. Um, instant replay reviews limited to 30 seconds. Like you want your product to be like fast paced. Yeah, well first let me just clarify that the rules are not finalized yet. Okay. So okay. these are rules that we've proposed changing, but we're doing a lot of studies on our side with fans, media partners, players to make sure that we provide the perfect product. Right. So for these our fans. aren't exact, these yes. may not, but this is what could potentially happen. This is, is what could potentially happen. And I think there's a couple themes of what we looked at. A we we didn't want to change the game too much, mm -hmm. right? We really want to make sure that that core football audience sees a football product that they they love and that they recognize and that resonates with them. We also, we do though really want to quicken the game a little bit, right? We want the game to be under three hours, less stall, more ball, as we said earlier. And I think some of those proposed changes with a running clock, an official that's a designated ball spotter are really going to make the, the fan experience more entertaining. Mm -hmm. The overtime rule that has been proposed is really awesome. I happen to be personally a big fan of it, and so I hope we land on that but it really mirrors more of that soccer, hockey, shootout style where you have all the players on the field at the same time contributing to the outcome. So you have Team A offense on one side against Team B defense so cool. and Team B offense against Team A defense and they're each trying to score and each get an opportunity. I mean, it's 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 nonstop action, which yeah. obviously seems to be a huge proponent of yes. what Vince McMahon had initially wanted uh, originally. Um, I think one of the things that I'm most excited, or I would, I certainly can't wait to see, is is just how this is going to play out. What is the excitement level in these four walls with everybody? <laughs> I mean, you're like you said, five months away internally. What is it like right now? It is. It's like something I've never felt before. I mean, LAFC was an incredible experience, and I'm so fortunate to have been a part of it. But really, creating something from the ground up, mm -hmm. from scratch, is is so unique. I, I really commend the folks that have joined this journey with me from mm -hmm. the football side and the fan engagement side because we're family. Mm -hmm. We're doing this together and we all inherently believe in the product that we've all given 110% to make this as incredible as we can be. And most importantly, build it together. Yeah, it must be nonstop excitement coming through the yes. walls. I mean, it's pressure, it's <laughs> exciting. Um, really quickly, and, and yeah. again, thank you so much for great, mm -hmm. you know, being so gracious with your time. I know you're super busy. You are the, the female president, mm -hmm. which you know I know a lot of people talk about all oh, women in sports, and sometimes I get tired of that. Actually, as a woman in sports, yeah. I get tired of yeah. that definition. Um, but I, I do think what you have accomplished, and the fact that the XFL has named you the president of something like this, is um, incredibly uh, rewarding as a, a fellow female in this in this element. 
Are you able to put into words what this is like? Because the reason why I get frustrated with that question is when mm-hmm. someone says, oh, what's it like to be a woman in sports? Well, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a man in sports. I, I don't really have the ability to compare. Yeah. But if there is some sense for young women out there who look up to you, mm-hmm. um, maybe you know one day would love to have a, a career path like you have nag- navigated, um, what would you say uh, some of the keys to your success has been? Because I know you're a big proponent of networking. I've done a yes. lot of research yes. on, <laughs> on you, and you're a big proponent of get, putting yourself out there uh, and meeting people. Yeah, so networking is definitely key because you never know when these opportunities in sports are going to pop up. So you want to make sure that you set the foundational relationships so that when there is an opportunity, you're ready to jump on it. Um, and that's been really successful for me. But I think it's really about hard work and believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, my parents taught me that at a young age is just keep going for it, believe in yourself. And I never thought in my mind that there was ever a difference between men and women, girls and boys, and having dreams. And with that mentality, I've been able to have really good success. I feel very fortunate for all the people who've supported me along the way. Well, we're really excited. I mean, Heather, thank you again for your time. We're really excited to see the product roll out with the XFL and the Wildcats in February, the weekend after the Super Bowl. Correct. That's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, your own career path is incredibly inspiring. Mm -hmm. So I I really appreciate your time. And um, we're really excited to... for February. Yes, follow us, XFL Wildcats, and get ready for tickets to go on sale in a couple weeks. We're almost there. Thank you, Heather. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.